Three, two, one, and welcome to the Peak PT Studio podcast with myself, Rich Higgins, David Lewis Charlton, and Josh Jurieff. How are we doing? All right, all good. Very good. Very well. Happy weekend. Happy, happy, happy weekend. Still. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Let's extend the weekend. It's happy the Monday. It's another yeah. <laughs> don't do it, people. Don't listen to me. I'm stupid. Are you still taking it? Yeah. Still, still sticking by that. Still sticking by it. <clears throat> Sucks. When I was uh, hammering the Lemsips at the weekend, turns out they've got quite a lot of caffeine in them as well. Yeah, I was like, oh, David would be screwed. <laughs> Couldn't do it. I'm sat here with my coffee. I just have to have the night and day, but just take the night stuff during the day. Mm-hmm. Is that what? Is that what the only difference? Just no caffeine. Is it? I never used it. I'd assume so. Huh. It's but weird like, as well. Nighttime, but... nighttime magic. It's just no, caffeine. No. Yeah, there's like six day ones and then two night ones or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Wash it down with Lemsip. Oh, yeah. you know, they're like, don't take anything alongside this. Here goes a bottle of red. Mm. <laughs> and red wine. Antioxidants. That's how you get healthy again. That's yeah. how you get resistant liver. Yeah, if you've been unwell. Strong resistant liver. <laughs> <laughs> Going up the tolerance. Everyone says about eating oranges and loads of vitamin C. It's nonsense. <laughs> Lemsip, caffeine and red wine. Grapes of the way. Yeah. That'll get you sorted. That'll get you sorted. Uh, how's everyone's weekends? What have you been up to? It's good. Um, play trouble again. Yeah. Go on then. Let's get this out of the way. Come on, let's give us your you match. Oh, give right. us your match report. Score. Give us your me, match report. Me and Chris just just controlled everything. Did we? you? Yeah, yeah. Chris steady in the middle. Steady in the middle. Yeah, loved it. I was just saying to David off air. I'll start the quarterback. Off air. Off air, yeah. <laughs> big, don't, don't we know off air I'm going to chat like that um, yeah that was Sunday and then I panelled did some more panelling DIY SOS nice and I cut my finger I'm looking at <gasps> playing see football that? no no doing the panelling you see that oh, terrible yeah. it's nasty that uh, it's be off football for a week it's about two more <laughs> deep yeah. um, that was about it yeah oh, I had um, Domino's on Saturday night I think one of us has pizza every single weekend, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I had, had it for lunch yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I had half and half. I had the uh, new uh, salami, I can't remember what it's called, and then Texas barbecue, 50-50. Any good? Brilliant. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Absolutely. Shout out to Whiteley if you ever want to give me free dominoes. You, you do it pretty good every single time. Yeah, we're looking Consistent. for sponsors, and Domino's uh, Whiteley is literally what? A minute away. Yeah. So if you want to sponsor us, guys, we'll be happy to oblige. You are always consistent with your stuffed crust. I'm very proud of you. The good, the bad, and the yeah. rugby are sponsored by Domino's, aren't they? And they pick a dough baller of the week, so they send like a 50 pound <laughs> Domino's voucher out. That's good. I like dough that. baller of the but week. But they send it to like uh, pro teams, so like Saracens win it, and they send them like a 50 quid Domino's voucher. I think they should it? send it to like some randomers. Yeah, like people write people in with a good story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh no, we've held on to this for so long. It's I'm pretty expired. sure. I'm pretty God sure damn. Saracens are already sponsored by Domino's anyway. But yeah, um, I like that dough baller of the week. When we get our sponsorship, guys, <laughs> we'll send you out pizza. Yeah, Karen, one of you. First. <laughs> dough baller of the month. How's your weekend? Yours was mainly eating, wasn't it? I think. You did Thanks, Josie's and pizza, <laughs> and just from what I've heard, just yes. from, I've seen you for about 20 minutes of the new week, and that's all we've talked about so far. Yes, I ate quite a bit over the weekend. Nice. Of all style, savoury, sweet. Mm. Could, could I just say, Katie, thank you for the carrot cake. It was beautiful. 
Mm. There you go. Absolutely. Good carrot cake. Beautiful. Good cookie cakes. Yeah, I didn't have. Oh, she cookie. did some baking, didn't yeah. she? With a cookie, with just buttercream. Beautiful. In the middle, squish them together. Great nice. concept. Chris nice. was like, I have to take them apart because you can't eat them in one. I was like, what? Um, Surely that's how it's made. I could with this jaw. And then I had two of them. I'm like a snake. That's how it's and made. And some carrot cake. And some pigs in double blankets. <laughs> pigs in blankets in pastry. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant just double bacon. No. No. Like bacon wrapped and wrapped plus, in bacon. Yeah, double wrapped. Also oh, like a sausage roll but with bacon Shut in it. Shut up. <laughs> yes, that is one way you can describe it to me, but that takes away from the deliciousness. <laughs> Sorry, it's not, I don't mean to take away from it. <laughs> yes, and a Josie's. Oh, nice. Oreo milkshake, full English, three Biscoff pancakes. Biscoff pancakes. Good going. Chef's kiss. Good going. Mm-hmm. Have a food, baby. Excellent. And we've got, what were we talking about? Mythbusters. You got a New Year jingle? <laughs> Come on, oh, man. Drum roll. No, that's not good. No. <laughs> oh, go on. We need to get one. Like, professionally made. Anyone knows? Anyone that can make a jingle? Can we add one then? Uh, you could do. With tech support on this. You could do. It's like everyone telling us, yeah, just rent a podcast studio and do this and that. Yeah. Like, not sure we've quite got the budget for that yet. Get a switchboard. Maybe down the line. Maybe we're, yeah. Down the line. So... <laughs> Josh Joriath, myth-busting corner. What we got this week? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> well, that'll do. Well, yeah, that's I'll say I did. That wasn't terrible. David. I edited you that in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, today in the Mythbusters, we are talking about when's the best time to exercise. And a lot of people would believe different times of day give you a, a benefit or an increased... Um, Time to exercise, which will give you better fat loss, um, better gains, better strength gains, um, which is yes, bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no science behind it. Um, there's no rhyme or reason. I don't know where it came from. It's been around for donkeys. Um, but yeah, that's that's the mythbuster this week. Yeah, I hadn't like thought about it for quite a while, and then a new client that we took on last week mentioned it, about they'd always trained in the mornings because they heard that's the best time to exercise. Um, and yeah, I hadn't really thought about it for quite a while, but it obviously is still quite prevalent. Like everything we say on Mythbusters, it's probably grounded in a little bit of, not even necessarily science, but just... Um, Selling books. Anic- yeah, anecdotal, <laughs> like, makes sense. Um I think the morning thing comes from exercising, that spiking your metabolism, getting going, you've just rested, potentially not eaten too much, so people in, think they're burning more fat because they haven't got fuel in their stomach and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's grounded potentially a little bit out of that. Um, but yeah, essentially, especially when people have got day jobs and things like that, there's no the best time to train is when you can mm. and when you've got the most energy, um, when the time is available and when it feels like for you. We used to find it in the gym all the time of people coming in at half five in the morning, absolutely whacked and they're like, oh yeah, but this is the best time to train because it gets me set for the rest of the day and you're looking at them like half asleep, like does it really or could you have done with an extra hour or two in bed? Sure, you can make it through the warm up. <laughs> yeah, like that would have maybe been uh, a better bet. There's some science behind, I think, uh, 
world records being broken at Olympic Games kind of mid-afternoon, isn't there? I think that's a just in line with generally people's um, circadian rhythms and stuff like that. And when you've, it makes sense that you've eaten, probably eaten lunch, woken up and all that kind of stuff. And I think there is a, there's a sweet spot of when world records have been broken. I'd imagine it <laughs> ties in with TV rights and all that kind of stuff as well. But um, yeah, not many of us have got the chance to train at like two or three in the afternoon. So yeah, when you've got the most time and when you've got the most energy is probably the best time to train. A perfect example of that is Keir. We've been training Keir for five, six years. I was training at Village and he was, you know, oh, I've just got to get a new routine. I've got to try, get up, train at six. And he did. But the first 20 minutes of every session was him just slowly waking up. Yeah. Gently getting into it. And um, long story short, he just, after about a year doing that, he figured that he's just a night owl. He can't do that. And he changed to lunchtime and he's, yeah, just night and so day. So much better. Yeah, so much better. Performs everything. A lot more strength. I think pe- people have got more flexibility around it, like post-COVID, working from home and stuff now yeah, as well, haven't they? Definitely have. A lot of workspaces have said, you know, when people have that normal lull in the afternoon or lunch is like, why don't you go out and train for an hour or hour and a half? I'm not saying everyone's got this flexibility, but it seems from our point of view that people do a bit more anyway, that some companies are like willing to give people a lunch hour or time to train. Mm. Um, and it seems to work quite well for a lot of people. Uh, I think with everything with fitness, and it's the same when we get onto nutrition, is it's hard enough as it is. So the more barriers you put in place, the harder it's going to be. And so if it's hard enough for you to exercise anyway, and you hate getting up in the morning, then adding that on top of something you don't really want to <laughs> do lots of sense probably to do isn't going to be much fun. If you for really, us either. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> be nice to us. Yeah, it sucks for us. <laughs> I think that with like I relate it back to swimming and like the stereotype is people swim like really early mornings like it starts at 6am I don't really like training in the morning I don't particularly like swimming so I swim at lunchtime and during the middle of the day occasionally I'll swim in the morning but I hate it I've got my caffeine peak yeah and I've got like three Red Bulls (laughs) scream into the water as he swims helps with the exhaling underwater just (laughs) 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 Um, but yeah just try not to put as many barriers in place or more that needs to be for sure you know sometimes you might have to train early morning Um, lady I trained at 6am this morning is just because of work and it's going to be busy for the next few months so she has to train early mornings um, which is cool she's got to get it in at that time at the moment it might not be her preference but sometimes work dictates that Mm. so it's finding the best spot for you but yeah there is there is no discernible difference between what time of day you train and any kind of fat loss or weight gain or muscle gain or anything like that none at all so don't worry about it it's different yeah exactly that all good different horses different horses it's busted you got that bit yeah that was fine (laughs) there you go myth busted and we didn't offend anyone this week good stuff didn't go after any (laughs) <laughs> local gyms <laughs> we've um, got sponsorship from Domino's yeah. <laughs> yeah what do you think they need more uh, more waves made or just loads of PR yeah maybe I see the truck in every morning I'll just hijack the truck <laughs> delivering the bases um, we spoke a little bit last week about social media 
about, well, we're actually talking about Josh's break from social media um, and had a little bit of a discussion on that. We got some good feedback from a few people as well. Taking the piss. <laughs> uh, about like how they started a few discussions, I think, with, with clients in the gym. Um, how they interact with social media, what they use it for. Um, I think a lot of the time we've spoken about this in the past, our social media generally is full of, well, funny dogs doing funny things <laughs> and um, fitness content. Um, so finding out what a lot of our clients see um, can be quite different. And we, I think personally, for the most part, find social media a big positive because I think it's a source of information I couldn't otherwise get to and access to people that I couldn't otherwise get to. Um, but I know for some people it can be a negative and we're going to talk a little bit around social media in general, how people react with it, interact with it, sorry, and um, nutrition specific information that you get on social media. Maybe how to, I guess, navigate it. Yeah, <coughs> cross-reference it, be a little bit... Um, critical think. Yeah, sceptical, that's the one I was looking for, critical think. Um, about information that you do get off social media. Um, so first off, how's your hiatus going from social media? Are you still off it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's quite nice. Um, the average screen time still sub two minutes. Uh, two minutes. Two, two minutes. Hours. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't, uh, that doesn't ah. surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's quite nice. The procrastinate like. For me, like I said last week, it was just a source of procrastination. You know, I would go on there and obviously, like Rich just said, find really good in, you know, interesting content through um, different PTs, coaches, you know, all that jazz, and also singing donkeys. Um, but on a whole, especially over the Christmas period, I wanted to be more present um, with what I was doing. Now right. who's the woo woo one? <laughs> yeah, and grounded. Present <laughs> from my family. <clears throat> but um, yeah, uh, it's good. What yeah. have you swapped I, it out for? Shit, loads of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, haven't really. Haven't substituted for anything. I mean, God of War Two is probably taking quite a lot of my uh, Instagram time. Mm -hmm. Big nerd over here. That donkey you showed us this morning was on YouTube, so I reckon you have to watch it on YouTube. <laughs> no, I listen to. Uh, I don't do pictures anymore. I just do video. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, Greg James on uh, Radio One this morning. Uh, put it on. I listen to that. Oh, okay, that's where I learned it from. <laughs> <laughs> Not just like scouring donkey singing. Excellent. It's a singing donkey. It's a yeah. It's a braying donkey, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, David, how about you with social media? Good, oh, bad, indifferent? Uh, it depends. Depends who you follow. <clears throat> I know normally around New Year you see a lot of uh, business influencers telling people to sort out their social media, do a detox, cut out negative people, um, and just... Again, just like we sort of said with a bit of introspection with New Year's resolutions, it can be a good idea just to, <clears throat> if, for example, one account always posts something that enrages you and adds negativity to your day, Trigger. cut that, cut that shit out. Mm. Yeah. Cut that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just 
see if there are any other people because around this time quite a few people I see in the fitness world also do oh shout out to people who you like shout out to positivity accounts blah 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 so it can be a good way to see other accounts through sort of recommendations of other people saying remember in lockdown you might not have had it up in London David but down down here every small business would just like recommend or just like shouting everyone out so around here everyone's just like tagging us all the time which was kind of cool yeah we should get that going again yeah, tag us in your stuff. You, you too can. I'm not tag us. <laughs> tag I think, like you say about the negative side of it, it's what I was chatting to a client about this the other day. Um, I do think, obviously, with the algorithms and things like that, that it can be difficult. And social media does. I don't know how easy it is if you go on purely with positive intent and focus on who you're going to follow and things like that. I don't know how easy it is to block out all of the other stuff. I don't know if social media would still push it down your throat a little bit. But I was, I was thinking about it the other day. There's a prime example of, um, I think it was just after or during the Football World Cup and the post came up on Facebook. It's about England getting knocked out and then someone from either Scotland or Wales had commented underneath like, oh, thank God, now we don't have it shoved down our throat all the time and all this kind of stuff. And I was kind of thinking at the time, I was like, I don't really watch or follow football that much. And I like during the World Cup, I didn't really know what was going on. I remember speaking to David in like the first week when it was at England, Wales, and you had no idea who was playing. <laughs> you had to Google it to find out what was going on. So it's one of those things that I think you can search it out. I find it a really odd comment, this person saying, oh, I had this at least we won't have it shoved down our throat. Like I think you have to still go and search for that a little bit. Or like, if you pass don't, the newspapers yeah. and ignore them. Yeah. If you don't yeah. want, if you don't want to consume that, I still don't think you have to. I don't. I st there probably is a little bit more of that on social media because it seems that people still. I mean, people still can push things your way to consume, but I still think it's up to you whether you choose to or not. I think the most current thing at the moment is the whole Harry, because every two seconds I mm. hear about, I mean, actually I'm not on Instagram, but BBC News, I, t I turn ITV on for the news this morning and they're just talking about it and I'm like, oh, just again, shut down your throat. I think it was on ITV last night and it's just everywhere you go on TV, it's just plastered. So. I yeah. imagine what I imagine the World Cup was a lot worse than that, but but it's quite easy still to yeah not consume that. Oh yeah, like I, I've seen it obviously, and I've seen the headlines and things like that, but I haven't watched it. I haven't seen an interview with him. I haven't read any posts on social media. No, I'm a little curious, so I'll sort of peek at if I see a headline that says the ten main things we got from the book or the interview. I'll be like, yeah, oh, yeah. just see the bold writing and be like. There is that yeah, like clickbait element, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. 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 That was my pre New Year's resolution to have less of an opinion on stuff. <laughs> Especially that kind of thing. Because Let's talk about Harry and Meghan Witch. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us your opinions. Because I don't think like we're never gonna know the ins and outs of that, are we? It's just one person's word against another. And everyone that like uh, from my point of view anyway, here's my opinion on it. <laughs> from my point of view anyway, is that you're only gonna hear what like each person's view and people that do have strong opinions on it. I was like, well, how do you know? Like, how do you know what was said or what went on? Um, it's wonder, all just guesswork, isn't it? I wonder what Elf Philip would say. 
<laughs> what would he say about it? But I'll see that, like, yeah, I, I don't know. But I think maybe on social media, like you say, there is that clickbait title and there is things that's pushed down your throat and they're very, very clever at, you know, if you hover over something for a bit longer than something else and they'll send you more of that. So I think it is difficult for sure. But I think for the most part, you still... And knowing that you've still got an, a good element of control over what you consume is important. Have you ever, on those posts, clicked on it and then said, I'm not interested? You can do that. Do what? So, like, on Facebook or YouTube, they'll give you stuff. So, you can, there's three, three dots. You can click on it and go, I'm not interested. Yeah. And I did that a couple of times and it just gave me exactly the More. same but different. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. What's the point? I was going to say that sounds like a, a con. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is not yeah. the same singing donkey. This is a different singing donkey. Yeah. yeah. It's like I'm not, and Dressed then small letters, not interested. <laughs> I'm not, not interested. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. You clicked it, no backsies. Yeah. Yeah, I know, it's difficult. It's like when the, I don't even know what it is, to be honest, when like cookies and things pop up just like accept all accept all get me onto whatever <laughs> yeah. I want to see I've got no idea what it means it's like when um, one of our clients is in does I don't know tech security <laughs> sort of stuff some sign that works on a computer wears glasses <laughs> like <Windows. laughs> and I um, I was sending him I was I was trying to trying to give him some login details for something or like an order so in the end, I just sent him my like email and password over WhatsApp, and he <laughs> he just sent me a load of sort of sarcastic faces back. I don't think he was particularly impressed by that, but I don't know. I just it's it's not my world. So all of a sudden, your phone starts yeah, pinging. I would, hey, Rich, what are your login details for X Y Z? I wouldn't stress about it too much. <laughs> Obviously, to him in his world, it's a bit more of a concern. <laughs> it's number. But yeah, it's not something that I worry about. um but yeah i think i mean getting onto the nutrition side sparked up a little bit by uh secret diary of a ceo or whatever he's called is it secret diary or is it just diary Uh, diary just diary This is just dying. You've added secret and you yeah. added cool girl. Secret. <laughs> I just thought it was the secret diary of a cool girl. Secret diary. Like, yeah. No, Rich. Maybe don't That's search Billy that. That's Billy Pipe, wasn't it? Yeah, the diary of CEO by Stephen. <laughs> secret diary of a CEO because he didn't give out his passwords either. No. Um, so he uh, he had a guy on over the weekend, latest podcast, and the little clip went online. Loads of fitness people shared it um, about a guy talking about calorie counting not working basically for weight loss um and then david said he also talked about exercise not working for weight loss wasn't it um as with all of this stuff and this is where it gets really really hard for i think mainstream if if you're not spending quite a lot of time on this but people to consume this because what he's saying is based in some research um However, it's interpretation of that research that's really important. If you wanted to extrapolate it out, essentially no way of dieting, in the research he's talking about, no way of dieting works. Um, What they were looking at is short-term diet fixes of people, and then people would relapse and either regain the weight or to where they were before, if not more so. Um, And that was across pretty much all methods of dieting that they used. It wasn't specific to calorie counting. Um, 
there's some crazy stats, isn't there, about how all diets fail and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. About rebound weight, but then you have to take into context. I mean, you, for example, depends on the definition of yeah, how, what you call success a diet. and failure as well. Because I mean, but shut up, guys. Yeah, but like your your diet pre Christmas was worked. Yeah, exactly. It was a success. It yeah, did exactly. what I wanted on the tin. It wasn't a yeah. It wasn't a lifestyle change. Yeah, I wasn't exactly. looking for long term weight loss because I know the difference, but diet the word diet can be used for both. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. the word diet could just mean how somebody eats on average. Yeah. Fine. But then in another terminology someone might use a diet as a short term change to normal eating yeah. for the purpose of fat loss yeah and i'm like well i went from 102 kilos to 95 kilos it was a success it was within the time frame i wanted i knew when i relaxed those rules it's just like if you really focus hard on saving and you save and then you go back to normal rules of spending money and you stop saving it's like well that saving didn't fail it did its job it's just changing your mindset definitions blah 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 but calling it a failure is I think a bit short-sighted and yeah. a simple way to look at a very complex issue. Mm. And then I'll just add in, I've put on eight kilos since. Yeah. Now I'm back up to 103. But, but it did could not have fail. Been, could have been I 110. wanted to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I carry on my fajita eating, I will be. So that's it. And it's the same with fitness, mm. isn't it? Like if you looked at someone in peak fitness, for example, and we get this a lot of someone saying, oh, I'm still training, but I'm not as fit as I was. Pick a time point, timestamp, mm. whatever. It's like, yeah, but you're still fitter than you would be if you weren't doing anything. Similar with the nutrition side of things. Like, oh, I'm not as light or in shape or whatever it might be for that person as I was. But you're still better off than if you weren't, if you were doing nothing. Mm. Um, and like David said, it's that one how you define success around it, what you want the diet to do specifically for you, what you want your eating plan in general to do for you. Um, and this is what all ties back into, it becomes really difficult for the average person not to see that clip on... Um, Keto, on, carnival, vegan. Yeah, exactly, on the podcast. Living. On the podcast <laughs> and then take it as gospel. Pets. Yeah. That was an interesting one as well. Um, Liver King, if you don't know, was a guy who was like eating raw meat and liver, basically. Testicles, everything. And steroids. Yeah, and claiming to, I mean, I think he was going by this like, was it the ancestral tenants, the primal living? I don't know, sleeping on a wood floor, all that kind of crap. Um, Whilst doing social media. Yeah, Yeah. whilst doing a load of social media and flying in private jets. (laughs) But he was also on a hella amount of um, performance-enhancing drugs, very, very clearly, very obviously to anyone in the fitness industry. Um, Denied it for ages, then eventually some emails got leaked that it was very clear that he was on performance-enhancing drugs. $10,000 a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, nothing. It's like, that's, that's... Pocket that's change. A, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you count one. 10 grand a month on before, yeah, yeah. then I'm on it. <laughs> Only if you count that. <laughs> but isn't I everyone? Um, and it's a really interesting point that, especially on social media, it's really easy to hang, um, 
hang weight to opinions of people that are in shape or look in shape or are fit. And then you take everything from a fitness perspective, they say, as gospel. Whereas I think a lot of the people, if you flick through our accounts, a lot of the people we follow are necessarily not in Instagram shape or um, look like top level athletes or super, super lean or anything like that. But it doesn't mean that their opinion, their research and their all their knowledge over years doesn't mean more than someone that's taken some performance enhancing drugs and wears a bear on their head or whatever he does. <laughs> Similarly, I saw a good, I think it was actually on the diary of a CEO where they had, he had Simon Sinek on and he sort of said, everyone, if you follow like business influencers, everyone's like, everyone's chasing that hundred grand a year and being a yeah. CEO. And it's like, great. But there are also people who don't, want that yeah. and that's the equivalent of fitness influencers and having six pack and looking like a top athlete similarly not everyone wants that no. yeah. and so you shouldn't push an extreme method onto people who don't want an extreme method yeah. if someone does great they probably need to follow an extreme method to get extreme results mm. in any aspect business saving whatever the aspect is if you want high results you need a high level of process to get there. Yeah. Yeah. But not everyone needs that. And it was nice to hear him say people shouldn't always in business push people for promotion. Some people might find a level that they enjoy. Yeah. It supports their quality of life outside of work and they're happy maintaining that over a long term until something might change. Then they might want to change how they are at work. But just similarly, like with fitness, some people can happily tick along, maintain a good quality of life, maintain a good level of health, maintain a moderate level of physical ability to play with their kids, go for walks, walk their dog, etc., and be happier than that six-pack person who's miserable because they can't have dominoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Do you think, I mean, am I, a question for our listeners, hi Gary. Um, do you think anyone judges a personal trainer on their appearance to, with the value of their service. Yeah, for so sure. So if you're going to see a PT that is jacked up, <laughs> huge, and they go, oh, you must be a good PT. I think... Do you think that correlates? Might be completely wrong again because we're in the industry. I think it's changed a bit in the sense that I think people used to really, really hang weight on people that were in ridiculous shape. I think age has changed as well, though. I think old stereotyping, but... I think people that are a little bit older, um, a little bit more progressed in their life and their career is more likely to value the opinions of people like us that aren't necessarily in ridiculous gym shape um, versus, you know, someone that's 17 or 18 going into the gym. They're probably going to pick out the leanest leanest personal trainer in the gym. So I think it's a bit in terms of experience. I do think it's changed since I started in personal training, though, for sure. I would say so. I think there was a yeah, big emphasis when I first started out PTing that there was all that, like, oh, you're your business card and all that kind of crap Yeah. of, like, personal trainers, like, having to live by that. And even I remember, like, clients commenting on, you know, eating. I remember a client, uh, I was going to say calling me out, but, like, basically saying I was, I was eating, like, a sandwich or a wrap from the supermarket 
and it was the, around the time of like carbs and like non-processed foods and all that kind of stuff being a huge thing in fitness like oh should you be eating that it's like Jesus Christ, like you're at the stage where you can't eat a sandwich without someone commenting. <laughs> no cards before Mars. Yeah, so I think there was a big part of that for sure. Um, whereas I think there's less of that now. I don't know yeah, I don't know what the external perception is, but from within the industry, I think there's less of that now, maybe. I'd like to think so, because um, I'm not swole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dad of two. Just keeping our fingers crossed, like, I, I, I guys, we're right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please write in, tell us your thoughts. Um, I'd God, look at you bang average podcasters, bang average. Yeah. <laughs> There's still more of that, I reckon, on social media, though. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. There's well, still a lot the... of the influencers, isn't there, and you got to be in shape and there's not too many people that because even for gen pop i mean people it makes me laugh people say about like oh you're into fitness do you know joe wicks do you follow joe wicks like mm, no not really like i don't I know of him yeah and his hair and his voice yeah i don't i wouldn't really class him as a fitness person but he's used his top off personality a lot to yeah. sell products hasn't yeah. he I was going to say I was going to say there's people like him that aren't in ridiculous shape but he's in good enough shape he's, to yeah. train with his shirt off and he's stuff he's super lean isn't he um, I wouldn't say he's in like unbelievable gym shape in that a lot of people could get there but he's um, yeah he's lean enough to train with his shirt off and things like that isn't he yeah um, so yeah maybe there is a there is still that I think there's a sweet spot, isn't there? I think a lot of people will say that they won't pay any attention to it. However, if you put someone that's carrying an awful lot of weight, it's context as well, isn't it? You know, if you put Eddie Hall in front of someone, would they take what he says? I don't know. I think it depends on who we talk about. Definition Charlie of Winegraf. Winegraf, yeah. Shout out. Alwyn Cosgrove. Some Alwyn Cosgrove. People like that been in the industry for years like hugely hugely experienced and well thought of within the industry Mm. but not someone that you'd necessarily I mean they just look like average 40 50 year old blokes don't they really who lift yeah yeah he's massive yeah yeah he's strong Alwyn Cosgrove doesn't no like mixed martial artist wasn't he yeah I think growing up Scottish got a bit of a tummy now I guess and yeah. he's not like yeah I don't know if you met him at an event I don't think you'd pick him out as a fitness person but he's incredibly well thought of within the industry yeah. and incredibly knowledgeable yeah I think it's also people match their definition of success to the look of their PT yeah so if their yeah. definition of success is they want that's interesting it, sort of like in their head they want to get oh, lean and massive I'll pick someone who's lean yeah. and massive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so do you reckon everyone that comes here wants to look like us? You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but similarly, there's no. I tend to find. I think it again, like you say, there's a bit more now. But previously, people didn't research their personal trainer. People yeah. just assumed if you've done your personal training qualification, yeah, everyone's at the same level. Everyone will have the same expertise. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's just you're picking a personal trainer who knows it's like picking any sort of tradesman. Um, there will be a very variable difference in the skills and expertise of someone 
even though they've got the same title, plumber, kitchen person, kitchen, whatever it is. Kitchen person, kitchen fitter. There's a there's a title for that somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't know if you meant chef. Or <laughs> <laughs> but just how then there isn't a lot of research into someone's personal training. You don't sort of, I tend to find I didn't really get interviewed. It would just be, oh, hi, Do you, have you got... Have you got time? Have you got space for someone? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. It was sort of mostly done in a gym environment on a bio, which is like seven sentences. And you're like, yes, this is, this is the person for me. Yeah. Whereas actually when you, especially now, when you sort of think of it as a bit more coaching, not just personal training, because as hopefully everyone knows, there's a lot more to it than just turn up, do what we say for an hour, and then you'll get the results. It's a lot more than that and therefore you don't someone who looks the way they do will have their process unless you can match that process and be lucky enough to have very similar physical attributes as well as lifestyle attributes probably not going to look like it mm. and then all of a sudden they're telling you to massively overhaul your life and you're like wait what this isn't what I signed up for I just wanted to eat a bit of protein and look like you. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you think that, you know, you, if you go to one of the commercial gyms locally, like Pure Gym or what's the other one, Gym Group? Are we bringing our shotguns out now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you think any of the PTs were just their bio? Like, if you want to look like me, yeah. start training with me. Jack City. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll take. If you've got $10,000 a month to spend yeah. on heads, join me. I can get It's you not even like seven this. lines, just seven topless photos. <laughs> 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 Yeah. I saw a guy, um, oh, oh yeah, it was, that was it. It was when I was at school, there was a guy a few years above me who ended up, he was on like men's health cover and all that kind of thing. And really randomly, like obviously friend of a friend, he popped up on Facebook or Instagram or something the other day. I was like, oh, I wonder what he's up to. Looked on his coaching thing and he's still a, had his name as a coach and everything like that. And his whole, um, thing on social media was just pictures of him there like was not a single picture of anyone else it was just him on every single one very very good <laughs> and i was like that's proper old school yeah. that's like still works though no pictures no <laughs> pictures of his Sex no else. pictures of his clients it was just him um which yeah i haven't seen for ages because i think more and more now there's like you're like and i hope i don't for a while <laughs> yeah 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 more and more now there's pictures of like people will put up what their clients are doing and people realise that's what you want to see more and more rather than just an expectation or a, what your PT looks like. Just be sure to click on the three dots. Yeah, hide. Yeah, <laughs> really interested. Send more, please. Because I think as a coach, like what we do, it might be in the early stages, but as a coach, like what we do for ourselves and our own training and things like that has no real relevance to how we train people there must no, there's probably a little no, bit of a there's a little bit crossover. of a carryover isn't yeah. there like you're going to have your own certain bias and things like that just from what you do personally because otherwise you wouldn't be doing it um there's going to be a little bit of that blueprint but for the most part it's nothing really to do with no. our own stuff it's more your personality that comes across in it i guess isn't yeah. it yeah definitely um, i think it's um uh, Dr. John Berardi says it, and just how technically all personal trainers are, I mean, he calls them change makers, but just how you're, you're basically 
aiming to change someone's behaviour to be more pissy. Yeah. That makes it sound way more magical than we are. Yeah. I think we should change that. Shut up, I'm a unicorn. <laughs> Let, let's change it to <laughs> peak unicorn. change making studios. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put rainbows and unicorns on the windows. Change makers. Yeah. We, should need, we need to copyright that now. That would be cool. Let's put that up. <laughs> I think that's most of... Um, I mean, it's tough, isn't it, on social media uh, to really decipher um, information. I think that's pretty much what we've come to. It's it's hard to figure out. You know that, that clip, that video clip, Diary of a CEO? If you're a general population, I'd say the most part and the best kind of advice you can give is question everything yeah question it look for context if there's a bit of information out there have a little look what other people have said about it Um, for the most part on social media i think if anything seems extreme one way or the other you can pretty much take the middle ground and you'll be roughly in the right sort of spot just ask us yeah ask us we might look average but we know our (laughs) stuff We are more than bang average (laughs) Mythbusters. We are more than bang average change makers. (laughs) You're a change maker, David. I change people. That was a Harry Potter reference, if you didn't get it. And he goes, you're a wizard, Harry. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're getting towards the dregs of this conversation, (laughs) so we'll start start to end it there. Um, But thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you very much, everyone, um, for listening. If there is topics and things that we want us to cover in the future... um, Things you've seen on social media. Just let us know. Yeah, because I think that's, I mean, a lot of what we're going to go off. Like I said, we've done that sort of basic series, some interviews. Just pick up things that we chat to with clients, things that we see in the mainstream, um, anything that kind of really needs covering there. Um, But, yeah, it's always, always good fun to have a chat. Anything else? Any other business? So next weekend? No, the weekend 21st after. of January, social walk. Weekend after next, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Get your hiking boots out. Get your hiking boots and your Met belts ready. Yeah. Ooh. And your hiking bag, because Rich, you know who's going to be wearing his. Hiking bag? Yeah. Where are we going? <laughs> We're not going that far. <laughs> Get your tents. <laughs> Get your stoves ready. Your skidoos. Excellent. Cheers, guys. That is it from us, and we will see you next week.